0: Hi, my name is Isha, and this week's topic is about social and media debates surrounding health issues like anti-vaccine, anti-masks, marijuana legalization, among others. In this podcast, just like the previous ones, I'll be talking about my views and opinions on this topic. This topic is quite interesting since I also get to talk about the ongoing global pandemic. In the first segment of the podcast, I'll be talking about anti-vaxxers and their opposition towards vaccine. In the second segment, I will examine the pandemic and the people who protest against masks. And in the last part, I'll discuss the legalization of marijuana and why some people oppose it. So for the first segment, I'll be talking about anti-vaxxers. Anti-vaxxers are parents or activists around the nation who believe that vaccinations are a human rights violation. In the past few years, opposition to vaccinations has been discussed more frequently in the news. Concerned parents are opting to forgo vaccinations for their children for many different reasons. As it turns out that refusing vaccines started back in the early 1800s when the smallpox vaccines started being used in large numbers. The idea of injecting someone with part of cowpox blister to protect them from smallpox faced a lot of criticism. The criticism was based on sanitary, religious, and political objections. Some clergymen believed that the vaccine went against their religion. In the 1970s, the DPT vaccine received a wave of opposition when it was linked to neurological disorders. And the most usually common reasons as to why parents oppose the vaccine are medically unfounded. But these could include autism. Uh, it is believed that vaccines can, con- can cause autism has become widespread in the past few years. Parents seem to be most concerned about the MMR vaccine, which is used to prevent measles, mumps and rubella. Multiple studies have shown that MMR vaccine does not cause autism and most of these studies had large sample sizes. The second one is flu vaccines. Some people don't get flu vaccines for themselves or for their children. And there are several reasons for it, including that they believe that the flu vaccine doesn't protect against all strains of the flu. The vaccination needs to be given every year and that the vaccination could make them sick, which. I think that is false. The third is the Mistrust of Science. Some opposition to vaccines comes directly from a mistrust of science or mistrust of the government. Some people believe that pharmaceutical companies and scientists want to sell a product regardless of their harmful consequences. Others are just skeptical of science that they don't understand or the chemicals they don't know that go into vaccines. This distrust grows as laws require children to be vaccinated in order to attend public schools. I am personally a pro vaxer and why wouldn't I be? I believe in science and I do believe that vaccines are very important to keep a person protected from disease. Millions of children die due to the lack of these vaccines and it is very important to get vaccinated and build that immunity inside a person. now in terms of social media social media platforms have a responsibility to let users know where the information they are reading comes from it is very easy for non-credible sources to look like credible sources and as society we really need to work on providing people with the media literacy skills and education so that they can Figure out which sources of information are reputable. A wide range of people lie behind vaccine hesitancy, including conspiracy theories, general distrust, belief in alternatives, or concerns about safety. Some social media posts can be classified as misinformation. For example, this post I saw on Instagram says that, and I quote, So a baby can handle eight to nine viruses all at once via vaccination, but cannot handle one single virus when it's wild caught. People tend to actually approve such assertions and a lot of the comments on the post actually supported this. Another example is of a man who tweeted in 2014. And I quote, Healthy young child goes to doctor, gets pumped with massive shots of many vaccines, doesn't feel good and changes autism. Many such cases. He is now the President of the USA. Looking at a very popular influencer tweets, people will actually tend to follow that. Media in general can give out the wrong information sometimes and it's not to be completely trusted. For example, a false news was spread that the vaccine will inject you with an electronic chip, poison you and make you sick, they say. Some other misleading claims like this one article claiming that vaccines contain the same toxic chemicals as the substances that are used for lethal injections, have seemed to reappear online without direct references to COVID-19. It is, ab- it is absolutely sickening to think that the anti-vaxxers would go to an extreme extent to discredit vaccines. So now coming to the second segment, like I said, I will examine the pandemic and the people who protest against masks.
1: So first of all, I think
0: that it's completely absurd how people think that wearing a mask takes away their freedom. That's just absolutely strange to me. The wearing of masks has become an enzyme for political conflict, an arena where scientific evidence is often viewed through a supporter's point of view. In light of other important political protests going on, it is frustrating to see the prospects of wearing a mask, becomes a point of contention. Given the current political landscapes along the lines of Black Lives Matter movement, anti-mask protests pale in comparison to the glaring issues we face today. While masks have been scientifically proven to be effective in a COVID-19 world, they are being defamed by anti-mask sympathizers. I completely understand that there is a small un, small percentage who simply cannot wear a mask due to an underlying health condition that interferes with their breathing. But this is not the primary reason why anti-masks protesters exist. These protest attendees are people who are perfectly well and, or, and are opposed to masks on the basis of their choice. Now, there is no denying that COVID-19 messaging from official channels, has, at times, been confusing and contradictory. Early on, people were told not to wear a mask. But now, that, that, that has changed. Scientific consensus evolves with new information. This is a new disease, and like it or not, the world is full of uncertainty. Now, wearing a mask might not protect you from the virus, but it will reduce the chance of you getting the virus. It protects you and the people around you from transferring your cough or sneeze droplets. I strongly believe that it is always better to be safe than sorry. In Dubai where I live, we have strict rules on wearing masks. You get fined like around 2,000 dirhams which is $1,000 if you are seen without a mask. And since this rule, people have followed it regardless of what they believe. The cases have significantly gone down and the situation is somewhat in control. So as it seems that most of these anti-maskers are mostly active on social media and form dozens of Facebook groups, gather all these people and go on protests. It is also shown in a study that most of these anti-maskers are between the age groups of 45 to 50 years. A Facebook post shared thousands of times in Canada and in the United States lists alleged risks that are associated with the use of face masks that are aimed at curbing the spread of coronavirus, including decreased oxygen intake and increased toxic inhalation. Facebook and Twitter have so many hashtags like hashtag no mask and hashtag no new normal, where people post and tweet about how you shouldn't trust whatever the politicians say, and don't let the politicians control you. People who don't wear masks, not just put themselves in danger, but also their family members. So now coming to the third segment, I'll be discussing the legalization of marijuana and why some people oppose it. So first of all, I believe that marijuana should be legal and not just for recreational purposes, but also for medicinal use. The World Health Organization is calling marijuana as well as cabin, cannabis resin to be removed from Schedule 4, which is the most restrictive category of 1961 drug convention signed by countries from around the world. In simple terms, marijuana does not have any health risk and is kinda not considered as a drug. The proponents of marijuana say that it will add billions to the economy create hundreds of thousands of jobs, free up scarce police resources and stop the huge racial disparities in marijuana enforcement. They also contend that regulating marijuana will lower street crime, take business away from drug cartels and make marijuana use safer through required testing, labeling and childproofing packaging. They say that marijuana is less harmful than alcohol and that adults should have the right to use it if they wish. While on the other hand, opponents of legalizing recreational marijuana say that it will increase teen use and lead to more medical emergencies including traffic deaths from driving while high. They contend that revenue from legalization falls far short of the costs in increased hospital visits, addi- addiction treatment, environmental damage, crime, workplace accidents and lost productivity. They also believe that marijuana use harms the user physically and mentally and that it and its use should just be strongly discouraged, not legalized. Now in Canada, for example, cannabis is legal all over the country. People who are aged 18 or older can possess up to 30 grams of dried or equivalent non-dried form in public. Adults are also allowed to make cannabis-infused food and drinks as long as organic solvents are not, to, are not used to create concentrated products. Each household is allowed to grow up, up to four cannabis plants from licensed seeds or seedlings although Quebec and Manitoba choose to be excluded from these aspects of the legalization. Legalizing marijuana would slash drug-related crime, they assert. Yet, if and when states legalize marijuana, local demand will increase. Meanwhile, some reputable growers, manufacturers, and retailers will refuse to produce or distribute the drug, because of standing federal laws and the tort liability that attend to such dangerous products. Marijuana businesses have used social media business pages to promote their products. Even though cannabis businesses aren't supposed to be allowed on most social media sites, nevertheless, there are special rules in place for cannabis businesses on social media. The restrictions on advertising rule out to TV and radio, since a lot of minors might hear or see it, and make social media a critical avenue of cannabis businesses. But companies need to put age restrictions on content shared online and as well has to remain complained. Many cannabis business owners find it to be worth the risk and time because so many people rely on social medias for their news and information. And also movies such as Harold and Kumar series, Pineapple Express, Days and Confuse, etc. try to glorify the use of marijuana. Even though their target audience is 18+, they always just show the effects of marijuana as something that is very magical and you feel amazing. No movie has ever brought into light the fact that marijuana is also used for medicinal purposes and that the people who suffer from mental health problems actually genuinely need it. And now to conclude this week's podcast, I'd like to say that people really need to be a little less ignorant and should consider changing their views on these issues. I'm a strong believer of letting people do what they want and people do have different views than I do. But in this case, I do think there's a right and a wrong and they really need to look into it. Thank you and hope to talk about other topics in the upcoming podcast.